This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D62. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Well, 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 a couple of years ago, a couple of chaps wondered what it would be like to take some random areas of Lincoln and make a radio programme about them. And a couple of hours' time, we'll know exactly. This is the final Lincoln A to Z programme to be broadcast on this, the East Midlands Station of the Year, Siren FM. And don't worry, we'll not get too self-aggrandising right now. We'll get to that. For now, all you need to know is I'm Paul Tyler. The genius looking at me from the other side of the desk is Johnny Hoare. Hi, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. And uh, you're now going to hear which action-packed grid we've got to get to celebrate in our grand finale in. Hi, I'm Tom Stevens from the Siren Simply Jazz Show, which goes out 11 till 12 Tuesday morning and gets repeated 7 till 8 on Thursday evenings. Uh, OK, right, can you uh, pick one of those out for us? Yep, they are, yep. S70. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM S17. So, Johnny, what's in the grid? Um, nothing. Oh, uh, and normally at this point, uh, we'd ask you to get in contact if you know anything about this or any other grid by emailing Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk uh, or try finding us on Facebook and, of course, Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. Uh, and we'd also normally recommend that you uh, visit our fabulous website. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk But if there's nothing there, there doesn't seem to be much point. So sit back, relax, and listen to a couple of men that should know better talking into a microphone in a windy field. So here we are. Uh, this is S17. This is it. Uh, hard to describe as well. Certainly how we feel, but how, or what we can see. Um, we can't, can't, can't see much but a farmer's field, and, and we're, we're really right on the edge of our grid, on the very, very edge of it, because if we were to go any further, we'd, we'd be stepping on people's wages. You know, they, they, this is how they make their money, and this is how they feed us. Uh, so it's best for us, um, best policy, is not to go stamping all over it. If someone came and, and stood on a proportion of my wages... Uh, I'd be quite miffed, and I'd tell them to get off. Um, and uh, I think this is where we're going we're gonna to stop. And look out over um, nothing. I mean, it's something, but it's nothing. And if we've... Th this grid is a perfect grid, I think, for us to end on. Because it signifies what we've achieved. <laughs> <laughs> um... Which, you know, it, it, all right, that's self-deprecation. It's, it's funny, uh, it's, it's not really true, but it is kind of true. But I think back to the very beginning, one of the very first people we met uh, was a guy up at that gym uh, up at the Carlton Centre who couldn't get what we were doing. 
and I still don't. And I, I, I love that. It's the, it's the beauty of it. He, he couldn't. A really, really charming chap that, that just said, "But what are you doing it for? What's it for? What are you doing this for?" Um, and he asked me that about six times. <laughs> and at that point, I couldn't answer him. And you'd think, two years into a project, uh, you'd, you'd be able to say what what that was. But I, the beauty of what we were doing, the randomness of what we were doing. Um, the inane chatter about ZX Spectrums and plastic windows and pointless races, pointless competitions. Um, what was it all for? Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know any more than you. Um, well, you know, it doesn't have to be for anything, does it? Exactly. It doesn't exactly. have to be. Thank you, Johnny. I, I didn't yeah. prime you for that. No. That's exactly the answer I think, I think we deserve. anything to say no I mean I, I should I should point out at this stage that I, I seem to remember that I, I suggested that any any grids that were empty and didn't have anything of any interest in them we should probably just not put them in the hat well, I was supposed to wasn't I? that's what I was supposed mm. to do uh, and I can't remember who pulled this grid out um, but I should have just taken it off him at that point and said no but I think at the time I, you know, I don't know I might have said oh yeah great that'll be a challenge <laughs> I mean, this could be an anti-climax, but I don't know. It's quite nice here, isn't it? Well, it's a lovely summer's evening. The wheat's kind of moving gently in the breeze. We've been, su we've been surprised by a grouse. We've been surprised by a grouse. <laughs> and um, it's quite pleasant here. I would never have come here if it wasn't for ATZ. I'm quite pleased that I have. Which, ladies and gentlemen, I think you'll find was the point. And some might say that the point, Johnny, Johnny Lee Hall, might have been uh, that uh, two chaps, 52 programmes in, uh, might have remembered to take their windshield uh, for their microphone yeah, uh, when, when going out in a windy field in the middle of nowhere, don't you think? Whose responsibility was that? Mine. Hmm. Whose responsibility was it to make sure that grid was never even in the hat in the first place before it got picked out? Mine. Mm. Uh, I, I take responsibility for it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the charm. And, as you quite rightly say, when we were there... And when we finally reached it, because it took some getting to, didn't it? It did, yeah. Uh, and we had to. Oh, do you remember the first ever day? Let's 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 hark back. We, we we try not to get too sentimental too quickly here. But uh, when we first went back, we realised how tricky it was to push our bikes around while recording. Because you know, you take pictures everywhere, and I'm always holding the microphone and stuff like that. And you know, doing that while pushing your bike around with a backpack on and, and uh, uh, that's full of sausage rolls usually isn't isn't any good um and so we had to we had on that there was not anywhere really to leave our bikes was there There was nothing to tie our bikes no, to no. so uh, we had to take them with us down sort of end end of sort of country farm lanes and then down to uh, bridleways and public footpaths and again 52 programs in johnny lee hall could you tell me the difference between a bridleway and a public footpath please um no if i'm honest mm -hmm. it's something to do with horses, i think isn't it <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't think it is. No, <laughs> no I, th I think a public bridleway is where they the, the people allow you. It's like you know, pub public oh, okay. footpath right. is the people ain't got no choice. Uh, right. You can you can romp through their garden anytime you like. A bridleway, I think, is usually with permission, and that's what we found ourselves with uh, right. out there, sort of somewhere somewhere between sort of Branston, Bracebridge Heath. Let's try and get a uh, a view on this. But it was it was really really nice being there, wasn't it? Once we'd, we'd reached there and we'd realised that that was going to be the final grid we ever do. 
uh, it was it was it was nice. It was it was peaceful. It was you know it was beautiful. The the corn or whatever it was. I'm, I'm still not really a country boy, but <laughs> the stuff yeah. was growing in the field was yeah. swaying beautifully. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed being there. I found myself quite at one. There. <laughs> I almost felt like you know sitting cross-legged and and getting at one with with my maker, but mm. I didn't. If if I hadn't have been there, do you think you would have done? I might have done. If yeah, I hadn't I might have meditated a bit, yeah. if I hadn't have been there, would you have bothered going out there in the first place? Well, no, see, this is the whole point. As I said in that piece, you know, I, I would never have gone to that place without A to Z. So that, that was kind. Of, I think it's kind of a fitting endpoint, really. It was nice. We met some nice people on the way, didn't we? We didn't we really. Did. We didn't stop and talk. No, of course uh, not. No. But I was, and we were both very pleased about that because trying to explain, I mean, this whole concept of you know f- picking fifty-two grids is very hard to explain. Uh, generally anyway you know it's not there's, there's no catchy title that says exactly what we're doing because we pick 52 random grids we're making a radio program about each one there's going to be an exhibition at the end and you know still now still now we still still haven't got a, cat, a catchphrase for it all um so i so i was pleased that no one said what are you doing <laughs> but you know dog walkers and things like that out there which they had every right to do as well because you know they they looked like they they live out there um, and here got, and I, if I remember rightly, John, this was a time when you'd come from the office. So I was mm. dressed in my smart casuals as always, and you were dressed, you know, very smartly as you always do for the office, and quite yeah, rightly yeah. so. Um, so I think, you know, we must have looked at an odd couple, I would say. Yeah, I think they probably took one look at me and thought, you know, he's he's respectable. Yeah. So you know, obviously he's got some kind of work experience lab with him or something. <laughs> so we'll, well, we'll, just, we'll age, just leave him be. That'll be the age difference, obviously, won't it? Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Since we've uh, we've seen your name in <laughs> you've seen your name and your age in print now, uh, Johnny Lincoln A to Z. So one of the delights of making Lincoln A to Z was finding someone to do all the hard work for us. As you'll probably know, the producer and presenter don't do much research, so we needed to find someone that was prepared to go above and beyond. Well, beyond the first page of Google, that is. Now, although um, through the Lincolnshire archives, we met Joanna Hughes, and no matter what grid square we had, Joe always uncovered something, and this grid is no different. Here, Joanna proves that you can make something from nothing. Before I start, I'll be honest with you. When I saw this grid square, I panicked. Even on an ordnance survey map, old or new, there aren't many physical or man-made features to cling to and allow me to build five minutes of high-octane historical chit-chat. Then I thought, no, come on, you work in a building that holds over six and a half miles of shelving containing documents, maps and images relating to the history of Lincolnshire. Surely there must be something that sheds a bit of light on this seemingly historically vacuous space. Pull yourself together. Of course, when you get trawling, this grid square has a story to tell of sorts. It might not be exactly Wuthering Heights, but this area of apparent nothingness has a story to tell as much as the villages and towns. Actually, Wuthering Heights might be the tiniest bit appropriate at least to describe the original wild, hostile character of the landscape round here. The fields we speed past now on the roads into Lincoln from Grantham, Sleaford and Branston are a relatively modern landscape. These three arterial roads which rumble with passing traffic, or just slow queuing traffic when it's the airshow weekend, cross what's known as the Lincoln Heath. But to be honest, Heath is a bit of a misnomer nowadays. Heath refers to an open tract of land, wild and uncultivated, and populated with shrubs rather than trees. When you look at the descriptions of Lincoln Heath and some of the old books stored at the archives, you get a sense of how for centuries the area was a place that couldn't be tamed, although having said that, the Knights Templar at Temple Brewer, further south on the Heath, managed to prosper rearing sheep and used the place to practice their military manoeuvres on horseback before going off to protect the medieval crusaders in the Holy Land. The fourth north-south Heath Road I forgot to mention is Ermine Street, now nothing more than a track, or runway when you get to the Waddington Air Base. 
whether it was the Roman legions marching from London to Lincoln, or a grieving King Edward I following the coffin procession of his beloved Queen Eleanor on its way down from Harby, Nottinghamshire, where she died, to Westminster Abbey, or a very chipper Henry VIII with his pretty new young wife Catherine Howard, the fifth one, not long to keep her head, on his journey from a council at Sleaford up to see his chum Wolsey, who was Bishop of Lincoln, or a doomed King Charles I on his way to muster royalist support in Lincoln, this heath saw lots of important traffic long before the air show. Until recent centuries, you get the feeling it was a wild domain of rabbits, highwaymen, witches and ghosts. Actually, even Richard and Judy had a feature a few years ago about one of the heath roads being amongst the most haunted in the county. It's long been considered a vast area of land to be hurried through until you reach the sanctuary of one of its welcoming villages with their hostelries and ale, or if you were higher up the pecking order, perhaps one of the local gentry could put you and your entourage up at their country seat. As stagecoaches and other wheeled transport developed in the 18th century, so the heath began its inevitable process of civilization and cultivation. Dunham Pillar was erected as a sort of inland lighthouse to guide the vulnerable traveller across this featureless waste. Roads were widened and maintained by Act of Parliament to allow for safer passage. The sandy ground was eventually enclosed. At the Lincolnshire Archives we have large and detailed enclosure maps from the 19th century, showing how each parish divided up the heath into neat rectangular parcels of land which could be ploughed up and used for agriculture, connected by a gridwork of straight roads and new farmhouses amidst the fields. Clumps of trees and bushes were planted in odd places known as coverts to allow foxes a place to lie up when they were being pursued by the local hunts. In the 20th century, the sparsely populated level ground of the heath made it perfect for military aerodromes like RAF Waddington and the long-gone Metheringham, Colby and Wellingore air bases. This is the man-made landscape we pass through today. We'll be passing through it even quicker when the Eastern Bypass cuts through just north of our grid square. People have worked and travelled through this area for centuries. We might have the Lincoln Heath and the Lincoln Cliff up here, but unlike the Yorkshire Moors where Heath Cliff, see what I did there, skulked round after Cathy in Wuthering Heights, the once wild heath has eventually been tamed and brought under man's control. Kate Bush with Wuthering Heights, uh, and before that we uh, we heard uh, Joe Hughes from the Linkshire Archives uh, give us the history of our S17 nothing nothing grid square, and uh, I, you know we we are in a very reflective mood uh, this evening, and quite rightly so. Uh, we've reached the uh, the zenith, the peak uh, of our of our challenge to get 52 randomly selected grids uh, and make a radio program about each and every one of them. But we know it's time to stop once we uh, we once we start putting uh, topical. Uh, music along with the features uh, we know we've reached BBC Radio 2 standards uh, so it's time to stop and go and think of something else um, okay so looking back Johnny uh, you and I have both uh, done uh, well actually twice as much preparation as we normally do for any normal program uh, because we've been looking back through our archive and did you ever think I'd be able to use that word Johnny archive where we yeah, can it's look nice, back. isn't it, it? Is. Yeah, yeah yeah look at that archive I like the phrase body of work as well oh yeah yeah that is nice isn't mm. it Okay, right, so enough pausing for reflection upon our body of work. Uh, we've both been wandering through the archives and uh, we've picked out our three favourite grids. Now, John, it's, it's worth pointing out, our pettiness doesn't ever stop, really, does it? You know, in, the, in these uh, stupid little quizzes and races mm. and things we, we've done along the way. And um, as usual, I leave things to the last minute and you get things done. That's the way we work. And, you know, it's, it's, it's that irrationality versus rationality makes uh, a complete whole. And, you know, that's why the programme works, Johnny. But... Uh, you, you, you can't annoyed me that you did this first because it meant that I couldn't pick any of the three that you've picked. Yeah, um, that's why I did it. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, that's right, so fire away. 
Okay, well, so my top three, number three, um, it's probably going to surprise you a little bit because it's rural. And as you know, I'm very much the city boy. I'm not comfortable being out in, in the great outdoors out there in the countryside. Mm. But there was one particular grid, uh, V9, Greetwell Hall Farm, where we, we found ourselves sitting in a graveyard. V9. It's, it's, it's quite a peculiar place to sit in, I suppose, in a graveyard, but the view we've got is very nice beyond the graveyard. Probably. Yeah, there's a um, gravestone of a woman over there, born 1908, died 2006. She, she saw a hell of a lot of change in her life, didn't she? Yeah. Think about it, she saw, she saw Winston Churchill and she saw Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet she preferred Justin Bieber. So who, the, the reason I enjoyed that was because when, when we were having that discussion, we were sitting on a bench. Uh, I can't remember whether we were chomping on pork pies or crisps. Or uh, sausage rolls, I think. Was fine. it sausage yeah, rolls? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, for a start, that's always my fav- favourite part of the grid visits anyway. Mm-hmm. But in that particular case, it was a lovely sunny day. It was. Beautiful, clear day. Um, we were out in this uh, this quite attractive part of um, you know the surrounding area of Lincoln, which I'd never been to. Um, sitting on that bench, because it's kind of on a hill, you can see over quite a long way, which is quite unusual in Lincolnshire because yes. it's so, so flat, as we're repeatedly told. Uh, but it kind of is. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was just a beautiful view. It kind of almost didn't feel like I was in Lincolnshire, really. Um, and it, I just really enjoyed it. it was, I, I it can't was, explain why. No, no, it was it was very, very nice. Um, and I, I think I think at some point in the future, you and I will perhaps go back, if you know, if time ever takes us out that way. Um, well, it's quite, quite tricky to get to in a, in a car, and you're never going to go out. You're never going to walk out that way again, are you, really? Probably not, no. No, no, no. no. So, uh, yeah, it was a good job you took your camera. But no, no, you, you are exactly right. It was nice, and it was nice to see you uh, reveling uh, in the countryside because you're usually allergic to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think in that grid visit, I saw you wandering over to a tree, uh, and I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to climb that tree because it was perfect for climbing on. I mean, it was like it was almost like a stepladder. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, wow, he's going to climb a tree. This is a, this is great. It's going to make great radio. And I think you probably tied your shoelace. I think I, I think I just sat down on it for a bit of a rest. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So yeah, it was quite enough countryside for me. So anyway, that's my third choice. My second choice. Okay. Uh, CB3, our 24-hour grid. This okay, is the yeah. one where um, we, and I, I say we because I, I didn't really, but you spent a full <laughs> 24 hours uh, slap bang in the centre of Lincoln, sitting on a, a bench close to uh, Bins or House of Fraser, whatever it's actually called, yeah. and the Edinburgh Woolen Mill. Uh, just still observing, going, still going. Still going, just observing life as it went by. CB3. So, suppose... Heard you, and I was wondering when, when night time would officially begin. I'm going to name it. I'm going to name the time, and it's, uh, it's ten past eight. Ten past eight in the evening is, for me, officially night time. That's when the House of Fraser lights go out. You sort of notice. You do notice a change at that time. It's like it's some kind of trigger. That pack of four young men. Four different aftershaves making one new smell. They're on the prowl. It's early days. It's early days yet uh, in the evening. This is how it starts. I just want you to remember this. This is how it starts. And that really was how it started. Oh, I mean, that, word, that was yeah. really quite calm. It got pretty rowdy later on. Pretty. Um... It did. It did. It's, we were the, we were the sober guys uh, at a party, weren't we? That night. Yeah, and we felt very conspicuous, didn't we? Conspicuous. Uh, I. I 
wouldn't say vulnerable because we had our wits. He's quite good because we had our wits about us. You know, yeah, at, yeah. at certain times it was needed. Yeah. Uh, but I, it was, yeah, it was, it was a peculiar, a peculiar old day. And uh, you know, I'm used to, I'm used to working long shifts, uh, but doing 24 hours uh, is really quite something. And uh, yeah, I, it was, it's, I know I'm, I'm frustrated that you've chosen this because this should have been my number one. This was yeah, my moment yeah. of triumph, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, because I was going to go and say though, because although you did the full 24 hours, yeah. I then had the task. Of taking away eight and a half hours of footage and trying to turn it into a, a half-hour radio program. Yeah, and um, I, I'm quite proud of it. I think yeah, yeah, it, no, it came no, out quite nice. As always, as always, it's the superb teamwork between the both of us. I'm the one uh, they're doing the daft stuff uh, and, you, and you sort things out afterwards. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, what a what a wonderful achievement I, th- I think we, we made from that. And uh, you know, the half-hour program still available uh, as that podcast uh, CB3 on our website, linking A to Z at sirenonline.co. Dot UK. Uh, right, okay, so we're heading to the number one spot now, Bruno Brooks. Yes, my number one. Um, I'm going to shock you again with this. <laughs> Stop shocking me. <laughs> my number one is DB5, Pelham Bridge. Oh, right, okay. Now, I think one thing we've established in this show is that I'm, I'm not a great fan of roads and road building generally, and Pelham Bridge is clearly a, a, an ugly wart on the face of Lincoln. <laughs> it, it harks back to a, a, a failed attempt in the 1950s to try and mould our city around the motor car um a whole community was flattened to make way for it shops houses people displaced working class people of course in the 1950s probably didn't have a car themselves so they were being displaced so that wealthier people could fly over their heads um so why on earth have i chosen it as my favorite well one of the reasons was that it, it kind of led you to become quite poetical db5 and the view as we stand now right pretty much in the center of uh, of pelham bridge um it, it tells the story. It tells the story of Lincoln, actually. Uh, it tells the story of the, uh, of the, of the train tracks, um, of the terraced housing uh, through there off Portland Street, of the South Common, uh, which is uh, always a beautiful sight. No matter where you are in the city, you can generally see it. Looking over to uh, Canick and the money. Oh, you can almost smell the money in Canick. They're burning £50 notes uh, to light their fires, even when they're not warm over in Canick. Um, and then down to the Titanic Works, uh, where that used to be uh, the, the, the hub of industry, but isn't anymore. Right next to us here is Siemens. They are the hub of industry, and thank heavens for those. And as I turn around now, that, that cathedral, that cathedral still always shining down upon us. Um, it's it's, a, it's a, a beacon. It tells you when you're coming home. Sometimes you want to leave it behind, but you're always pleased to see it. Um, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful sight hanging over the city. And it really looks, I've always thought this, when you come uh, down here and onto Broadgate, it really looks like it's, it's hanging over you, it's dominating you. Uh, and then there's the co-op car park, which is uh, it's just awful. And then I suppose as you turn around now, a different skyline, um, just as you head uh, west of the city, which is the university and the university accommodation and the flats uh, that, that come with it. And it's, it's all here to be seen on Pelham Bridge, but you would never, unless you were doing this kind of thing, uh, which is basically just Johnny and I avoiding soap operas, uh, you would never stop and think about that uh, and I think that's a shame so again it was a, a, a grid that took us out of our comfort zone a bit a place you wouldn't linger um, but I think we learned that the best thing about Pallon Bridge is that when you're standing on it you can't really see it but you can see a lot of other nice stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, it, that's, it, we learned something there. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can wax lyrical when I want to, can't yeah, I? Yeah, I was impressed with that. It was, it was very, very yeah. nice, very yeah, poetical. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, on, on a technical point, that was one take, which is unheard of for me, isn't it? It was, yeah. I didn't, I, it takes me 
Are you just to edit you? <laughs> you know, know, removing all the swearing and yeah, 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 the, yeah, 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 the yeah. stumbling. Um, yeah, but of course, the other reason I love this grid is because it's where we, we decided to record uh, Michael Reeve, the singer-songwriter Michael Reeve, uh, singing a beautiful song called Lost Not Alone. Um, we did that on a, a freezing cold Sunday morning, wasn't yeah, it? It was. Like I think you're, you're precisely right as well with that. I think it was freezing. Yeah. But the great thing about that, well, there's two great things about it. One is that we ended up we ended up making a film um, of Michael singing. And in a moment, I'm going to play the, the actual audio that we recorded. No, not just him in a studio, but actually recorded under the bridge yeah. with the traffic noise and everything. Um, and we made a film of it as well. And it ended up in Lincoln Shorts, which was fantastic. And, you know, really proud to see that on the big screen there uh, at the drill hole. Um, but also... In doing that, it changed my perception of Pelham Bridge. Every time I go under Pelham Bridge now, I don't think about the ugly, wee-smelling concrete, you know, graffiti-ridden <laughs> hellhole that it is. Yeah, I, I think about that song, and I think about um, you know enjoying recording that song and the the kind of satisfaction of uh, the little film that we made. So, with that in mind, I think I should just play Michael Reeve. Yeah. Why, oh, you know 
The wonderful Michael Reeve recorded live underneath Pelham Bridge uh, in November 2013. Uh, right, now, okay, now it's time to get uh, to my uh, top three picks. Uh, so bearing in mind that Johnny, uh, well, he, I, no, he'd not picked all the best ones. Uh, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you with these, Johnny, uh, and say that uh, in, in my number three position, uh, in my Bruno Brooks voice, uh, in number three position was P17, Bracebridge Heath. Let's emphasise the Heath there. <laughs> Always remember the Bracebridge Heath is up and Bracebridge is down. Uh, now we met uh, two very enthusiastic people there, which is, I, I think this is, this was quite early on as well, probably beginning a series two, something like that. Um, so we were still quite new to it all and, you know, not always sure we were, we were on the right tracks. And uh, we met John Kilcoyne, who is now the chairman uh, of the parish council there. Marvellous man. He really, really cares. And he hadn't lived there that long. I was quite surprised by the short amount of time he'd lived there and for someone that really has taken uh, the village on and really cares and he's passionate about where he lives. Now we also met the photographer, Rob Rickles, who is uh, contributing uh, to our exhibition of course. Uh, now he told us about taking pictures around the old St John's Hospital site. P17. What's it like inside? Um, wondering around there at night when you've got pigeons moving around and of course when you're in there you can hear what you can hear out here. So you can hear birds, you can hear children playing, you can hear laughter, you can hear people talking and you're in a very what could be perceived to be in a creepy place. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean at some point at that did you not think right I've seen so many horror movies that start like this, uh, wh why am I here? Um, yeah, the same reason why you watch horror movies, because they're fun. <laughs> I've been in plenty of times on, on my own and plenty of times with friends, and it is exciting. It, the scary thing about it is, you know, it is scary, and that's exciting. It's why you watch a horror movie. You, you're sitting there, you want to be scared. You, why would you go around a mental, uh, an old mental hospital on your own at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, to be honest, I, I, that, that's behaviour I can't recognise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and still remains true, but yeah, it, really quite nicely what we did there was capture uh, a time. And I know Rob Rob himself is uh, he's kind of the official uh, photographer and he got like gigs sort of, you know, through through speaking to us and getting on the radio here, which is really great. We're really pleased about that uh, and very proud of him for it. But uh, it's, uh, he's capturing uh, sort of all the progress around that Bracebridge Heath site uh, as it develops. Uh, and some say progress, some say not. You know, it's, it's, it's always open to the individual, isn't it? Uh, and... Uh, Again, that kind of sums up a little bit about what A to Z is. Since we started a couple of years back now, 
we, we've seen already, you know, some of these grids that, you know, you said earlier, Johnny, when you go to a grid, you know, it, it always triggers the memories of what happened when we were there and what we recorded. And, uh, you know, the, 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 we captured a moment in time in 2013 of, uh, of what was there. Uh, what, did you, what did you make of Bracebridge Heath? Yeah, I enjoyed that one as well. And as a, again, I think, as you say, it was the people we met there, which is something we sometimes shy away from, you know, contacting people and yeah, talking well, to people. You know, I, I am people, therefore I know what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I know exactly what you mean. I don't like people very much. But on this occasion, you know, I'm glad we did because we, yeah. we met two very nice chaps who were, you know, passionate about the place where they lived. And I think, you know, that's, that's what we're always looking for, isn't it? People who, who love the place where they live. Yeah, it's I mean, not enough for those people around. You know, when we do make the effort with, you know, searching out people, Johnny, we, we do find mm. some we do find some real Absolutely, belters, we do. Uh, which takes us quite nicely uh, to number two, uh, which is a recent visit uh, from this series. And, uh, and that's not just because I've got a short memory, but that's probably true, too. Uh, it's Q12 and our visit to the crematorium, which on paper is fascinating. Uh, but the feelings I had leading up to it were very reminiscent of those like an actual funeral, you know, like pretty much everyone else listening to this. Uh, I've said goodbye to friends and family in there uh, and in most cases taken away too soon and in one case in particular far too soon. So, you know, on the build up and on the day going to there, was really, I was quite tense and quite, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say upset that, you know, that's, that's taken it too far. But, you know, I was very much aware of, of where we were going to there. Uh, but Nick Barton, the bereavement service officer, uh, soon sort of got everything under control. Johnny and I were uh, we were just completely taken aback by the standards of hygiene, professionalism, integrity from him and the whole team. It's not just a, a leader saying this is what we do. Actually, it's all carried out there. And, you know, we, we, we both uh, went around with, uh, I think, a sense of relief uh, came out uh, following the interview. Um, and I think that's, that's clear to both Johnny and I because uh, we were both concerned. You know, this is something we didn't want to mess up. You know, death is, is, is a subject we avoid and we we didn't want to mess it up. Um, so you know, this, is, this, one, this one wasn't just two blokes messing around with a microphone uh, in an empty field, but uh, it was dealing with death. It's a completely different matter. Q12. What, what happens behind this, this, this door is, is, very, is very curious. Mm. It, and I, I think anyone I've spoken to that I've, I've said, oh, I was coming here today. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, that's quite fascinating. That's quite, you know, there is that. I don't want to use the word morbid curiosity, but I've, I've got a small vocabulary. So that's what it's going to be. But you, you must get you must get that quite a lot. Yeah. And I say, I think when people find out what I do, um, you always get the same sort of questions. It's like, I think one of my favorite questions was, I believe you store them up and do them all on a, on a Wednesday <laughs> night on cheap rate gas. And I'm like thinking, no, that doesn't definitely doesn't happen. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, seek that one out uh, on the podcast and also, um, well, it's, it's kind of uh, twin brother as well down at uh, Anglian Water or down at the uh, uh, the sewage works as well, because you'd be surprised by that too. Uh, and so to my number one, again, from this very series, uh, because Johnny's already chosen the 24 hour grid, uh, I have gone for our live grid, BB3 City Hall. Uh, things had got comfortable and we'd heard that the station, Siren FM, had a new bit of outside broadcast kit. So we decided to get the ever wonderful Anthony Kafiki to engineer in the radio studio and Johnny and I would go out on the street of BB3 to describe what we see live, no editing required. Um, so it's fair to say that it, it took us well out of our comfort zone. Uh, we couldn't hide uh, the mic if some teenagers walked past. We just had to keep talking. And in one instance, that proved very, very <laughs> difficult. Um, but also, before we went live on air, we had a problem with the broadcast equipment. Uh, so we had to revert to the old white box, which gives you a telephone quality line. I loved it. It made me feel like I was being a football commentator from the 1970s. Uh, beforehand, we were astonishingly nervous. But afterwards, uh, because we'd pushed ourselves, we felt like we'd really achieve something. BB3. Uh, over on uh, Beaumont is a building that used to be the Big Walk. Um, I'm not even sure if that company's still going. Advertising, there are all the clinical plays available. But you knew that. You're not daft. And the Big Walk. <laughs> so 
Uh, someone once told me that, um, oh, crikey, this would be late 90s, late 90s, 1996 onwards, I think. Someone once said to me, oh, yeah, I lost my phone, actually, in the Big Wap. Now, I didn't know at that time what the Big Wap was. Never been in there. I was never in there. At all. I never went there at all. Never went to eat anything in there. In my mind's eye, I thought they were in there with one massive wok. <laughs> How would that even work? How could you even cook that and say, right, okay, you've ordered, uh, you know, such and such noodles or, you know, uh, uh, that kind of thing. So we'll put yours in this bit of the wok, but then it's going to contaminate this man over here who's a vegan and that fellow over there is a vegetarian. How could it even work? And when would you know their food was on time? It was one massive wok. Anyway, I kept telling him, oh, yeah, yeah, my friend, he, he lost his phone actually in the big wok. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know how many times I retold and retold that story about a friend that's dropping his phone in a wok. <laughs> they cooked his phone, apparently, in my mind's eye. Anyway, ridiculousness. Um, and, uh, you know, oh, man alive. So there we go. That's me pretending to be a football commentator in Brazil, uh, late 1970. Uh, now, Johnny, Rocky, do you remember? I mean, being in this in this very office or the office next door uh, beforehand, and uh, you know, we were up and down with the equipment. Was the live uh, broadcast uh, equipment going to work? Uh, no, we were all scrambling around for <laughs> mobile phones and chargers and things like that, and just really not, you know, not not getting anywhere. We had huge help from Ed Wellman, as to be said, uh, and Anthony Kafiki. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we we plugged that in. Uh, you said talk. I talked and uh, and off it went for an hour and a half and it really flew by, didn't it? It did, yeah. It was it was great fun actually. I quite enjoyed it and I quite enjoyed the clunkiness of the equipment. You know, like you, not not only the sound quality, but the fact that I got to carry this big box with flashing lights around. It made me feel important. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, it gave you a job to do, didn't it? It did, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, like you say, it, it just flew by, by. I mean, we had kind of done a bit of a recce before. We kind of knew where we were going to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great fun to do, wasn't it? We should, we should have done more of those. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's all experience. I mean, really, uh, Lincoln Eighty Z, I suppose, is a big old training program because each each individual grid has been. Well, it's, it's like a little clue. It's like a little problem we have to solve by yeah. thinking, right? Okay, what are we going to do there? What are we going to do there? And in that, uh, you know, we, we've we've done a heck of a lot. You know, we've filmed videos. Uh, we've uh, we've been outside for twenty four hours. Uh, we've done uh, live grids. We've done interviews there. Um, and uh, in this episode, we've stood in the middle of a field, uh, not wanting to tread on people's carrots. I mean, I, I think that's going to be... I'm going to put that on my CV tomorrow. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Earlier on this programme, uh, we uh, we went to our final grid, uh, which had nothing in it, uh, which is yes, no surprise to us now. You know, this is old hat. We, we've done nothing many times before. Easy, too easy for us now. Uh, and that's grid S17. Uh, also earlier, we heard the history of our S17 grid square uh, from Joanna Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives. Uh, now, as this is the final Lincoln A to Z, uh, we thought we'd be, it'd be nice to ask Jo uh, what on earth she made of it all. I'm delighted to say uh, I've got a cup of tea in hand and there are biscuits ready. It could mean only one thing. Uh, I'm out in Joanna Hughes's kitchen. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hi. So uh, we just wanted to, to really sort of look back. Uh, now we're at the end of our, our epic journey, um, uh, which uh, we've been comparing. It has been epic. It, it, it has, <laughs> it, for everyone involved. And probably, I think, one of the, the people who've done the most work on the, on, on the programme, certainly research-wise, uh, because as regular listeners will know, Johnny and I don't go past that first page of Google. Uh, that way madness lies. Um, but this is very much your your domain, isn't it? Going doing doing the research. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know when we first got in contact. How how did you feel about the project? And you know what what did you think? I think I was I was really excited to be asked to do it because um, I love history and for the best part of 40 years I've lived in Lincoln, so consider myself a Lincoln lass. I really like the randomness of the grid squares as well, because that's that's sort of how I tend to do things. Um, 
I thought I was on safe ground with, with the city grid squares when I, when I was looking at, at the map that, that you'd sort of laid out and the grid squares that were selected. Um, I thought I was on safe ground with the city because obviously the city's quite rich in history and we know the Romans were in Lincoln and the Normans left their mark and so wherever there was a grid square in the city I thought I'm okay but I think there was a bit more trepidation with the ones that were sort of in the outskirts uh, especially the ones that just had nothing there were no features on some of the grid squares so I thought God, I've got my work cut out here yeah, but like um, us you managed to find something for for every grid square at least you know there, there was something um, sometimes a tenuous link but that's you know that that's what we enjoy you know we enjoy a tenuous link uh, it's, it's pretty much the foundations of our program I think uh, what which grid or is there is there a particular one you found sort of most challenging I think the most challenging one that I did was was my favourite one. It was um, Swampool. I can't remember what the grid reference was, but sort of to the west of Tritton Road. Um, on the map, there was there was nothing in this grid square. Um, it was just relatively modern fields, uh, and these fields would have been flooded with water because that was something else that I found out that sort of millennia ago the the Brayford used to flood. I mean, we picture Lincoln as being sort of inland port, but um, it was once sort of subject to the tides, and so. You know, thousands of years ago, massive area around the city would have would have flooded, and and the fields of this grid square would have flooded. So there would never have been any kind of settlement on it, or so I thought, because it turns out that there was this sort of slight rise in the ground that was uh, called Hoare Hill on the old maps, and um, I, I realised that when it was inundated with water, this this field, this this rise in the ground would have constituted an island, and they found stuff on this island, sort of artifacts and. Um, remains of uh, sort of building materials and there's a reference to um, a sort of monastic hospital um, dedicated to St Mary Magdalene. So obviously this was some sort of uh, religious site, this little island. And as with so many other places in the city, you know, it was um, probably had a, a early pre-Christian significance, a sort of sacred site. And I just sort of run off with the idea of it being uh, Lincoln's uh, own Glastonbury Tour in miniature. You know, if the Somerset levels can flood and make Glastonbury Tour a sacred island, then... Why can't we have our own? So whenever I drive down Tritton Road now, I always sort of imagine that there's this sort of sacred island just to the west of me. And it's like that wherever I travel in the city now, I think, oh, I did a grid square here. And this is where the, you know, a plane went down during the war. Or this is where there was an old marketplace or a sacred well or holy pool. or I mean, St. Mary Crackpool, that was a, a church. <laughs> that was a church somewhere near Beaumont Fee. And it, it, it um, just a great name, and it came from this this sacred pool that that sort of bubbled up from the springs on on the terrace there, and um, the Christians built a church there, but obviously must have had a, a pre-Christian significance. And um, yeah, it's been great sort of travelling around Lincoln, and you realise how rich it is really historically, because I don't think Lincoln or Lincolnshire really blows its own trumpet enough. Um, and wherever you are in the city, uh, wherever you work or wherever you sign traffic or you're just going out for the evening you're surrounded you're standing on history and um it's there to be discovered really and you know places like the archives and the collection and uh, websites like links to the past and other great websites that they're, they're all there to to find out about about your city and i think this project really sort of uh, put lincoln on the map for me excellent well thank you very much thank you we oh, um, total pleasure thoroughly appreciate it thanks joe uh, yeah, and that's that's right. We do. I mean, I, I, we talked earlier about a body of work. I mean, Joanna has put together uh, fifty-two grids worth of, of you know intense sort of research, uh, and not only that, sort of scripting out. Uh, and uh, you know, she can be immensely proud of it, uh, as are as are we. Uh, so, huge thanks uh, to Joanna for all her hard work on this. Lincoln A to Z. 
Uh, okay, still to come on Lincoln A to Z, our resident spoken word man, Trev Davis, will be telling us what he thinks of this grid square with nothing in it. There's 17. But for now, as we look back over the process, uh, let's hear what he had to tell us about being involved with this project. Right, so we're in Siren headquarters. Uh, I'm sat with uh, our resident genius, uh, Trevor Davis. Uh, and we've got the, uh, the tattered... E equals MC squared. <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> if, proof, if proof were needed. So we've got the tattered, batter, battered, used map that we, uh, we first filled in with a highlighter pen uh, once, we'd, uh, once we'd discovered which 52 grids we were going to. Now, Treff, um, I'm, I'm quite interested because you, you and I met in a pub uh, and I proposed this to you and I said, look, you know, we, we'd like you to do some spoken word parts for us. What did you think? What did you think of the idea at the time? I thought it was great because, uh, you know, I've, I'm a bit of a poet and writer and a anywhere that you can find to have an outlet for your uh, creative uh, talents and in inverted commas... Uh, so I, I, I was quite enthusiastic about the idea. Yeah, really. yeah I, I remember that. I remember that. I think you were. I think you perhaps thought we were going to get some other writers on board. But I think. I, I think once we knew we'd got you, I think it's. It gives good continuity to have. I think the same person you can get familiar with with the work, and also, um, it also meant that you had the same challenges as us. <laughs> looking at this map now, looking at it over. I mean, you know what? Which do you think was the most challenging for you? The fifty-two grids to, well, to, to get mean, something you, out. When we, when we first started, you only gave me five grids. I thought, well, you know, I, I can, I'm happy to put a bit of effort into these grids. And I think the first one I did was the Carlton Centre. Yeah. And uh, I, I quite liked doing that one. And I saw, I, I, for the first few, I did put quite a bit of effort into it. And then when he came back and said, oh, here's another 47 <laughs> uh, in this order. Yeah. Then I thought, oh, right, OK. Uh, but, but, but what it did, actually, was it, it meant that you had to uh, come up with things very quickly and I guess that that's when interesting things start to happen, isn't it? And some of these grids are particularly challenging in that there is nothing in them. I mean, I'm looking here at G11, I think, isn't it? It's an empty space with a, a red dotted line with North Stephen written on one side and Lincoln on the other, and it's just a field. So, you know, that things like that are actually fantastic because it makes you start having to use your imagination big time. And I can't remember what I wrote about. That, <laughs> no, that no, I can't. Grid, no, no, I can't either. But you know, the podcast's always there for us to go back yeah, to. It is. Um, but I mean, also, I think you brought you brought in a bit of you into it as well. You brought you and, and like so for Sudbrook, for example. I remember you were talking about uh, a time you bought a sofa out there you know because I think what you've done when you've looked at this map it's the same as me this map tells a story doesn't it you know this this kind of crude looking um, orange and, yeah. uh, and I mean, with so it, many know, grids you have to draw on your own experience somehow don't you even if it's the experience is actually nothing to do with the grid itself and to some extent I felt a bit guilty about that because you know if people listening in expecting to be really educated about grid G Eleven, which has nothing in it, then they, they, to, they were going to be disappointed, weren't they? Well, true, but you know that was it was our challenge to go there and make something out of it, and I think you know I quite liked uh, what you did, uh, creative-wise, and you know brought another angle to it. Um, so, well, thank you very much. Thanks for taking part in the project. I mean, looking back, um, what do you think? Well, it's been fantastic, and I, I have to say, I'm really looking forward to the. The launch party. It's not really a launch party, in it, is it? Is it anymore? It's, well, there, I think for exhibitions, a, this is what we're learning because you know we're we're just a couple of lads, you know, working our way through making radio, and now we decided we want to put an exhibition on. Uh, it's exactly what we're about, just going and having a crack at things. But what we've learned with the exhibition is you can either call it an opening night, which is what we generally call it, but people in the uh, in the arts world call it a 
private viewing. Oh, I understand Melvin Bragg is coming up for it. Is that right? <laughs> no, no, he, he got he got sniffy with us since we beat his podcast when we used to do the reading room uh, to the European Podcast Awards. But you know, he, he doesn't talk to us anymore. Oh, well, shame. Uh, and it is a shame, you know. He he, he doesn't phone. He doesn't ring anymore. Uh, you know, we used to we used to have a good dialogue uh, between uh, us and Melvin. But uh, you know, since since he, he he lost out to that podcast award, uh, nothing. You know, the phone's gone dead. Uh, now, if you want to hear uh, or see more from uh, from Treff, uh, we would always steer you back throughout our podcast history, Lincoln A to Z dot uh, co dot uk, but also his own website, philosopheronTap.com. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Johnny, bring your mic up a second. I'd like you to ask me a question, please, because asking yourself questions is ridiculous. Okay. Uh, ask me, ask me where I've been today. Where have you been today, Paul? Oh, funny you should ask. I've been uh, to the collection, um, and it, it's hard to describe sometimes. I was trying to do this to a journalist today. It's hard to describe the origins of Lincoln A to Z. Basically, because it was a while ago now, and you know we're not getting any younger. Uh, so remembering things that happened a couple of years ago is a bit tricky. And um, I, th- I think one of the, the the sparks for Lincoln A to Z uh, came from wanting to do something arty, wanting to you know, put a bit of art together, um, but also the building itself, there's a, there's a space uh, in the collection. The collection uh, is a history museum, uh, but also there are two galleries there, one massive thing that we would never fill, uh, but another one called the Courtyard Gallery, which is a wonderful uh, little space, and they've also got the sound wall there as well. We'll get to that, don't worry. So I, I initially I wanted to put something on in there, didn't have a clue that it would turn out to be uh, a radio program. Um, so the, the spark for it was, you know, let's let's produce a work of art. Then uh, I think we developed things, didn't we, Johnny? You know, we met over in the pub uh, with uh, the brilliant Jill Hart, uh, formerly uh, of the Reading Room, uh, our uh, Radio Academy Award-nominated program, uh, which you were producer for. We know, yes, yeah, yeah. okay. And uh, so, um, so you know, things just turned in there. And, and do you know, it's all a mush in my mind, Johnny, of, of how it was. But the the exhibition side of this was always the spark of it, which is why at times when we had doubts about what would ever happen in a Lincoln A to Z exhibition, uh, I we you know I think we all, we always looked and, and, and maintained it and said yes this is going to happen also the fact that you and I went to a meeting and said we'd very much like to put on uh, a Lincoln A to Z exhibition you know we're working as a fringe event as part of the brilliant Lincoln inspired project um, are you going to let us do it and they said yes they said yes, uh, which is just wonderful. You know, once once you sort of, we didn't really give the hard sell because we're just not like that. Uh, but once people start to have faith in you and think that you can do something, then, you know, it's, it's there, it's on paper, you know, you can do it. So we had a date and we had to put back that date because the project took longer than we needed to. Um, but uh, the opening night of our exhibition uh, is going to be on Friday the 20th. Um, and if this is going to be repeated at some point, uh, that's in the past. But uh, just putting the exhibition together, meeting some of the artists today uh, and working out where things are going to go on walls, this thing is getting very real now. Um, and actually, I mean, it's, it's quite funny because just as this programme's ending, an exhibition is starting. Um, and so we, although we are ending here tonight, doesn't always feel like this is the ending because there's, there's still some more to go. There's still uh, still some warm carver to drink on opening night. Um, so uh, let's just give the name checks of the artist because it's, it's a, the exhibition itself could be seen as higgledy-piggledy, but that's exactly the point because that's exactly the response to Lincoln A to Z that anyone would ever give because it's a higgledy-piggledy programme. It's a random programme. You know, that's, that's the very nature of it, uh, and that, that's what it's come out of. Um, so uh, the uh, photographer, and uh, he was shortlisted and runner-up uh, as a professional photographer of the year, Jules Clune. Uh, James Rolfe, uh, who's a, a painter and artist uh, and has some, uh, some work hanging in the private collection of Gok Wan, which is very nice. Uh, Phil Clark. Phil Clark does something pretty amazing. If you walk in 
into uh, our exhibition room. Um, I suppose as individual artists there, we're all going to be fighting for a bit of space there. Uh, there's something quite dominant down the bottom that Phil Clark has done. Uh, and when you get close to it, you'll realise the amount of hours and the amount of effort uh, that has just gone into his piece, which is just phenomenal. Uh, Phil Martin is, you know, he's in a league of his own, <laughs> Phil. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's produced two bits for us. Initially, he wanted to do four. He'd have filled the walls for us, to be honest, Phil. Uh, but he's, he's, he's done two bits uh, and they are of a contrast uh, and both as equally worthy as one another. Uh, Rose Rosie Abelwhite has done a, a portrait of the uh, the actor uh, and voiceover artist uh, Colin McFarlane, uh, which is wonderful. Somewhere we were just in there today, uh, and I didn't actually get quite get to meet Rosie in there today. But she dropped it off, and uh, one of the people that work at the collection was just bowled over by it. You know, already, you know, people are commenting on that. Uh, Kate Tyler, yes, she's a relation, but she's in there on merit. Uh, Kate uh, has had a residency uh, as a photo booth artist uh, out at Manchester, um, and one of the I think she she works out at Manchester on uh, sort of the only sort of analog photo booth left and some of that work uh, is going to be on display uh, as to what we do along with our Lincoln A to Z idea uh, all of these artists being influenced from it and Hazel Dow I, I can't say I can't really say anything about Hazel Dow because there's a bit of a secret about uh, what she's producing uh, so I'm going to keep my mouth firmly shut on that one um, and finally Rob Rickles we mentioned earlier on uh, in this program that, that Rob had you know got, sort of got a lot more work photographing and logging uh, things out at Bracebridge Heath as they, as they happen and uh, progress um, and uh, you know he's he's very proud of that, and we're very proud of him, uh, and so earned his right. Uh, well, he just earned his right of talent, really, to be uh, to be in there. So uh, something uh, very special, uh, featuring that water tower from Bracebridge Heath. And then, then, as we've been going around, Johnny, you and I have been collecting objects, um, and. Every grid square possible, we've collected an object from. If we've not been, if it's not been possible to collect an object from a grid square, something in that room will signify uh, what happened to us, or you know what we thought uh, of that area over an outline of a map of Lincoln. There you go. There's your Lincoln A to Z exhibition. Notwithstanding uh, the brilliant videos that you've been producing uh, as we've been going around, Johnny. Uh, what do you think to that? Well, I'm sold on it. I think it sounds great. What do you yeah, think? I, <laughs> I pay to get into that actually, but I understand uh, it's actually free. Well, it is free. It is free. Wow. It's running. I mean, this is normally you do all these technical bits, don't you? So it's going from the twentieth uh, of December uh, through to the twenty fourth uh, of January, uh, twenty fifteen. It is free. Uh, the collection is open between ten and four. Uh, I think pretty much every day, apart from the obvious days, you know, New Year's Day. Don't turn up there. Everyone's going to be hungover, uh, and uh, Christmas and Boxing Day, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah. Go turn it, turn it around. Uh, tell us what you think of it as well. Lincoln A to Z at SirenOnline.co.uk, but only if you really like it. Um, if you don't, we don't want to hear from you. To be, <laughs> to be quite honest, Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. So two years ago, two men decided to go head-to-head -head in supreme battle of knowledge of Lincoln. For a short time, they scored it. They can't remember who was winning at the point when they forgot to stop, start continue scoring it. Um, so what we said was, uh, it's coming down to the final question. Uh, winner stays on, etc., etc. Last goal wins. Um, okay, so, um, uh, Johnny, I've decided, I've, I've decided that for this, I've decided that for this final program, I've decided you should go first. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. Um, nice, uh, nice easy one for you. Excellent. Um, and actually, I should point out there is there is a prize at stake here. Oh, there's of course, a, yeah. A bottle yeah. of Carver. Yeah. Uh, not, not champagne, just Carver. Hey, obviously, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So there's high stakes here. So my question to you is this. Okay, hang on. Am I ready? You know, it's, it's Monday night, Johnny. Is it your, yeah, take it's, a Yeah, yeah, yeah it's relaxing into this. We're not... Am I ready? I don't, I don't know. I don't feel ready. Okay, go. Okay, a couple of weeks back, you asked a question, actually, about George <laughs> Bull. Oh, okay. Now, George Bull is one of Lincoln's... Do you know what? Do you know what? You hinted at the time as well. And I you did. Have, I you could have gone away know, and researched it. I know what an idiot I've been. Okay. I'm not sure it'll help you, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bull is one of Lincoln's most famous sons. He's a, a mathematician and philosopher. Mm-hmm. He was born here in 1815, uh, later established his own school on Pottergate. Bull is regarded as the father of modern computing, and his Boolean logic is the basis for all digital electronics. Now, I don't need to tell you... No, obviously. ...that Boolean algebra is the sub-area of algebra in which the values of the variables of the truth values true and false usually denoted 1 and 0 respectively. Unlike elementary algebra, where the values of the variables are numbers and the main operations are addition and multiplication, the main operations of Boolean algebra are the conjunction and, the disjunction or, and the negation not. But as I say, I don't need to tell you that. I've always disagreed with the conjunction part of that. (laughs) Well, my question to you is this. Simplification of the Boolean expression mm-hmm. AB plus ABC plus ABCD plus ABCDE plus ABCDEF yields which of the following results? <laughs> okay. Is it A? Is it something to do with Sesame Street? <laughs> no clues. Okay. Is it A, AB? Mm-hmm. Is it B, AB plus CD plus EF? Mm-hmm. Or is it C, a plus B brackets C plus D brackets E plus F bracket bracket. Now, I mean, this is elementary stuff. Oh, you see, I'm thinking brackets are quite modern in, uh. math- in <laughs> mathematics, aren't they? Well, I hope you haven't been sorted if I give you a bit of a hint. <laughs> okay? Okay. Right, you need to apply the absorption theorem <laughs> X plus XY equals X several times to this expression. Mm-hmm. So I can't make it any easier than that. No, no. You're 10 seconds. No, you've been too kind. I have. Your 10 seconds starts now. <laughs> Well, well done, by the way, on reading all that out. That's very good. I mean, really good, Johnny. I mean, you know, if, if we've achieved nothing here, is that you can read out uh, complicated math yeah, equations yeah. Uh, at speed. Uh, well, with oh, oh no, I was com- busy complimenting you. Uh, didn't think about out. it. Didn't I? Know. <laughs> it <was my> chalkboard <laughs> and abacus. Uh, right. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, I think brackets is too modern in mathematics. Right. I think the other bit you've made up. So I'm going to go for the first one. Is it A plus B? You're going to go for A plus B. Yes. You're right. <laughs> yes. You're right. Yes. It's obvious, really, when you think about it. I thought it? I was a bottle of carver in the bank then. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, right, I, so I, I've got to get this right now. I hide my light under a bushel, and yeah, what exactly. a bushel it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, right. Johnny, you need this. Um, right. Now, okay. if, uh, sometimes I think about we, we represent pointless quite well, don't we? You know, Alexander Armstrong and the uh, and the geeky fellow behind the computer. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fair enough, isn't it? You know? uh, I was watching that tonight. This, this is on the side. If they, hard, they, they, they repeat everything they say all the time, I don't know if you notice this. And once you notice this, it completely ruins it for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they read through all the questions twice and things like I don't know. I mean, that's like it's. I don't know how long the program is, but they could cut it in half quite simply, uh, especially when they say "very well done indeed" all the time. Anyway, none of this is getting us anywhere near my final question of Lincoln to you, Johnny Lee Horde. Now, this is on the subject of dialect. Okay. Uh, now, specifically Lincolnshire dialect. 
I think one, one of our favourite episodes of Lincoln A to Z was when we got uh, people in touch from uh, sort of Facebook and whatever talking about Lincoln and Lincolnshire phrases and sayings. We did it through uh, You're Probably From Lincoln If, that fabulous uh, Facebook page. Uh, and also uh, it's about Lincoln as well. Um, it also contributed to this programme. Uh, right, get to the point, Paul. Now, I can't remember how I came across the website inbarton.co.uk. Uh, it was a website all about uh, the very nice Barton upon Humber. It wasn't anything to do with the question of Lincoln, you know, because you know that usually I make up these questions in the song before, yeah, <laughs> uh, before, before it comes up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but on this website I was, and uh, there's a wonderful page dedicated to translating Lincolnshire dialect. So, for example, it informs us that ode means... Poem. No, old. Old. Uh, come on, think, Johnny. Think, <laughs> think Lincolnshire. Okay. Uh, and that kelter means... Um, is that a jumper? No, rubbish. Oh, okay. Oh, this is going well. I'm enjoying this. Okay, now, uh, and lacking about is... Uh, Larking about, messing around. Wasting time. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But that's not not the question. Okay. Uh, Now, that's all something we're very familiar with. Now, along our journey, we've also become aware of the old Lincolnshire Yan Tan Tethera way of counting livestock. You're familiar with that, aren't you? Uh, no. Oh, Jim. Right, okay. You should be. Pay attention. Okay. Uh, Okay, so Yan Tan Tethera being one, two, three. Right, you know, okay. it's the old Lincolnshire way of talking. Hmm. Um, so, Johnny, my question of Lincoln to you, finally, eventually, is what number in the translation is the word bumfits? <laughs> bumfits? That's bumfits. <laughs> so think logically, okay. Yan, Tan, Tethra, one, two, three. What number is bumfits? Is it A, 11, B, 14, or C, 15? 11, 14, or 15? Yep. Um, That's does, what I'm asking. No, is there a clue in the word? Bumfits. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm, for no reason I can think of, I'm, I'm going to say 11. Johnny? Yep. It gives me no pleasure at all in saying that you're incorrect. I mean, uh, <laughs> okay. 15, obviously. Well, obviously. obviously. How, how was I ever going to get that? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, your question. I you a fighting I, I, I know your question to me was far too easy. <laughs> uh, excellent, right? So, uh, a bottle of carver. We've got a bottle of carver here. Do you yeah, want to open mine. it? Um, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, yeah, well, let's get go. it. Should we get it away from this electronic equipment? Yeah, yeah, as far away uh, as possible. Okay, yeah, right. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the winner. Uh, well done, me. Uh, I'm sure you're very pleased for me. Oh no, I'm never any good at opening these. Here we go. Uh, Right, so, there we go. Cheers, everybody. Merry Christmas. The rest of the programme might be a complete mess. Uh, You might not notice, though. LincolnA-Z.co.uk Now, there's a popular phrase that states, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Which, of course, is right. We need to adapt to our surroundings and make the best of what we have. We have been handed Trevor Davis. And we soon discovered the best thing to do was to put a microphone in front of him, push the faders up and press record. S-17, nothing. It cannot be that S-17 is nothing. There must be a field there at least, surely. The A to Z doesn't really help us here. If the Lincoln A to Z was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it would at least have some entry. Maybe nothing was lifted directly from the book. I haven't got a copy, so I can't check. I've looked on Amazon, eBay, et al., and all I can find is some work of fiction of the same title. One thing you can't accuse the HHGTTG of is being fictitious, surely. It would help if the A to Z showed S17 in green. That would suggest a field. 
It is bordered by Canick Manor Farm, Westfield Farm and Canick Heath Farm. Has there been a battle of the farms somewhere in history, fighting it out for possession of S-17? The First World War trench warfare of the agricultural world. The Battle for S-17 trilogy, the definitive guide to 500 years of feuding over a small plot of land, unnamed until the Lincoln A to Z came along and arbitrarily called it what we know it today as S-17. Of course, if you've never looked at the Lincoln A to Z, you might never know the land was called S-17. Unless there's a sign there. I haven't been, but I doubt such a sign exists. If it did there, there would be others at regular intervals around our fair city. Most of them could have been pinched, I suppose, a bit like the regular fate of the Abbey Road sign off the Beatles album of the same name. I'm sure we would have heard about that. There aren't very many plots with absolutely nothing in them. U15 is the only other one that springs to mind, after a cursory sweep of the map. S17 twinned with U15. Birds of a feather, kindred spirits, losers in the cartographic story of the 21st century. Fade to nothing. And we fade to nothing, and we thank Treff. Lincoln, A to Z. Um, OK, so normally at this point we would say, where are we going next week? Um, you're, you're going to Norwich. Um, <laughs> never, never mind. Um, yeah, uh, Norwich, A to Z. And um, <laughs> it's an idea, Johnny. It People is. are asking us constantly, aren't they? What are you going to do next? What are you going to do? Yeah, another uh, city. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Anyway, um, that's the end of that. What do you reckon, Johnny? What do you reckon? What do I reckon? Yeah, what do you reckon? Well, I mean, when you first came to me with this idea, mm-hmm. I thought, that's just Idiot. mad. Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> what, what the hell is he banging on about? <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, let, let's, let's, let's dig in there. We've got, <laughs> we got all the time in the world. Let's dig in there. What happens in, the, in our relationship, Johnny, I think, in our working relationship and our friendship is that sometimes we, uh, we go to the office, don't we? And uh, I bang out three or four ideas. And most of the time you look puzzled, quite rightly so. Mm. Sometimes a little light bulb goes above your head. And, yeah, um, I, I think there was a light bulb moment here. Yeah, there was there was a little, you know, germ of something in there, um, but I still couldn't quite work out how germ. we're going to make a radio program about it. Um, but actually, you know, now, now it's all done. Now that we've done these fifty-two shows, it. I mean, it, it's had an impact on me. It's kind of changed my perception of where I live. Um, I think as Joe mentioned earlier, when you're walking around town or travelling around, you you go through places and you think, oh, this is H11, or this is, you, you mm-hmm. kind of think in oh, terms yeah. of grids now. Yeah. Um, and there's parts of town that I would never have gone to, areas I would never have visited, um, and my perception of a lot of them has changed. You know, places that I thought were maybe a bit rough or a bit, you know, dowdy, I've actually seen that there is, there is something there. Uh, and equally places where I, that I thought might, might be quite nice, I've actually gone to them and thought, mm, I don't like this. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's challenged my, my views on some things. Um, it changed my perceptions and changed my views on plastic windows. No, nope. um, no, they'll always be there, won't they? Absolutely, yeah. But it, it's had an impact and it, it's changed my perception of the place where I live, which I think is an important thing. We, we kind of take for granted where we live. We don't really think about it very much. A lot of people seem to dislike where they live or, you know, are at best ambivalent about it. Um, but this has forced us to think about where we live and, and, you know, kind of properly think through what we like, what we don't like about it. And, um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's changed my, my view on, on the city of Lincoln. Well put, Johnny. Well put. Um, and so but that will be 
the end of that, the end of a journey that started with me sending Johnny an email that simply inquired whether he liked maps. And I'm pleased to say he said yes. Now, along the way, we've met some wonderful, enthusiastic and inquisitive people. We've been all over Lincoln and its satellite villages, where the money is, and we've been surprised, we've been depressed, we've been tired, and we've been euphoric. Lincoln A to Z has made us feel nostalgic as we reflected on our past while documenting the city of Lincoln in 2013 and 2014. We've also kept one eye on the future. It's a city in a state of change, but as we know from Joanna's historical contributions, this has always been the case and always will be. And we hope along the way it's made some folk look a little bit closer at what's right under their noses while it's there. Now, Johnny and I, we'd like to thank Joanna and Treff for all their hard work and excellent contributions uh, to all the shows. We'd like to thank Andrew Wilson-David for saying yes. That he's the managing editor of this, uh, of this uh, radio, radio station. He's the managing, managing editor of this radio station. And he said yes when we proposed this daft idea. Now, talking of Team Siren, a huge thank you is needed for Ed Wellman, Anthony Kafferke, Deborah Wilson-David, Jeff Thompson and Ian Mills for their support since we began right the way from the beginning. We've had nothing but support from all those individuals and everyone else around us. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone that contributed to the programmes, either with an interview or a contribution via social media. You've all helped shape Lincoln A to Z into something that Johnny and I are very, very proud of. Uh, and talking to Johnny, I'd like to thank him personally. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> uh, for keeping me in line, but most of all, entertained along the way. Lots of times it felt like a struggle cycling out for the day and recording in a grid. But I can honestly say that he made each and every trip worthwhile because above all, it was a right laugh. Now, the final thanks go to our families for letting us go out and play while they kept the home fires burning and got on with real life. This has been a Joe Schmo production for Siren FM, and we leave you the way we started, on a road to nowhere. Well, we know.